You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome, welcome back or welcome any newcomers. This is the Horny Housewife Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan. And if you know, if you don't know, we are going over the basics and the challenges of anal sex today. We're diving deep. No pun, totally pun fucking intended. I, of course, have your lovely, delicious, weird, strange, relatable listener questions that we're going to do But first, let's catch up. Let's catch up. It's totally a moody Monday. And, you know, I just wanted to come on here and say, since this is our little safe space and there's no censorship, I can say whatever the fuck I want. And no one's going to talk back. Not directly. Anyways, not directly. Feel free to slide in my DMs at underscore the horny housewife podcast. Anyways, I wanted to get off my chest. Just, just shit. Just the fact that. You know, I would identify, I used to be like, I am a realist with a splash of pessimist, pessimism. And now I truly think I look on the bright side because she's this witchy woo woo manifester bitch now, 2022, here we are. And so I really focus on my internal dialogue, being intentional, and it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing, yada, yada, yada. But these last couple of weeks have been challenging. I don't know about you. I don't know if you're experiencing this, but they've just been like, I've had so many revelations and, and thoughts and confusion and felt icky and sad and blue and fucking human. And sometimes that makes me feel really weak. Like, oh, oh okay, not as strong as I thought I was. And that's me being hard on myself. When we have, when we talk to ourselves like that, we're just beating ourselves up. We're fucking human fucking beings. So ebb and flow, and you can pick yourself back up. You can dust yourself off. You can get present, be grateful, switch up the internal dialogue. But I was just thinking about how relationships are challenging. And I think that it's easy for people to look at the other side. It's very easy to, especially when you're married and you're in the routine. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I totally have that personality where I can mistake peace for boredom. And sometimes I'm like, God fucking damn it. Why am I so insatiable? Why am I, why do I always, I need to be stimulated in some way. And I try to look at it and focus, harness it in a good way and like have projects, do the things I love, do the things I'm passionate about. But it is easy, especially married, to hyper-focus on your spouse, to really look at what you wish was there that's not there. I think that can be very destructive and counterproductive. And I think as far as intimacy goes, I constantly preach being intentional. And that's something I will stand by totally, especially 
I've said this a million times, being in a committed relationship, things get stagnant, your lives become parallel or you're living like roommates. I, whatever it may be, the only thing that's going to get you out of that is being intentional, is leaning in, looking towards, towards your spouse, one another, and not just expecting something to happen. Cause it's probably going to be a bad, something that happens that makes you either wake the fuck up and you're either going to be getting divorced or then you'll find resolution repair. And, but it might take something really damaging to get there. And let's, let's spare ourselves. So the point was, yes, being intentional is productive and is solution oriented. Got to have two willing partners, obviously, but being intentional is different than constantly nagging and pointing out what you're not getting from your spouse. And I am guilty. I think everyone probably is guilty of feeling like, well, if only they did this differently, then everything would be perfect. So this is a you issue and I'm really not liking dealing with this you issue. And yeah, I saw this really cool social media post where she was explaining how essentially going to your partner and constantly saying like what you need to work on. So if you know you have a flaw and this does not apply to like a narcissist or someone who you're at the bottom, like, but this is bottom line. This is non-negotiable. This is a boundary and it's just not being met or not being respected. But someone that knows that they have these flaws or issues or whatever, that is an issue in your marriage that they need to work on. You consistently pointing it out, speaking about it in a negative light harping on him or her about this, this issue, you're not creating a supportive environment for this person to make those changes. And they're not going to make those changes or long lasting changes that's going to actually be sustainable for you. They're going to do that when they are ready to, when they want to make this change, when they see it being destructive and a problem. And obviously that means that that causes some people to walk or to separate or things to get fucking worse. But at the end of the day, if that person knows whether it's your temper, you wanting more sex from your spouse, whatever it may be, you make your point, you make it known, you don't need to repeat it every day. And I'm so fucking talking to myself and and y'all and giving you just perspective that I had whilst showering today. And it was like, I think the freaky fam might need to be reminded of that. I know that I do. And again, this doesn't apply to all issues or else that could be toxic positivity of sorts, but it feels a lot better focusing on the things that you love about your partner, having gratitude, having acceptance. And if you are sitting there and with the internal dialogue of you are expecting disappointment, you are expecting them to let you fucking down, you're more than likely going to see that. That's going to play out for you a hundred percent. I can almost guarantee you. It is crazy how powerful perspective is and it all starts in the mind. It is mindset, baby. It is mindset. Think about it. I guarantee you there are single people out there in the dating world going, I would give anything to be in a committed relationship, be married with a family, working with that person, overcoming life, doing it together, the ups, the downs, knowing I have this person I can lean on through the good and the bad, and maybe it'll be really fucking hard, but God, I would give anything to have that over this. And then there are married people that are in relate dead bedroom situations or feel like they're living with their roommate or whatever it may be, wishing so badly that they were in a different situation. Some people need to be in a fucking different situation, but the people that for the most part have a, would consider a healthy marriage and you're maybe mistaking the peace for boredom. Maybe you've got some hangups and some issues you need to work on and you could be better communicators and you could fight more fair, but you're sitting there and you're bored and you're romanticizing the other fucking side. You're going to get yourself in trouble. And I know that's a personality type, but be, don't forget to be grateful and to have gratitude. And if you're the type of person who has consistently been like, oh, I took that for granted, I took that for granted, check yourself. 
and see where maybe you're not being present and you're looking so far ahead and you're not really enjoying soaking in and reaping the benefits, the joy, all the feelings of the present moment of the right fucking now. It's time for la 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 listener questions. Okay, we're going to start off with one who I told the listener I was going to put this in last week's episode and I forgot. I party fouled. And it happens. I do get a lot, a lot of questions. It's most definitely not on purpose. Mostly people submit through my website, www.thehornyhousewifepodcast.com, confess and request tab. But some people like to go on Instagram, which is great because then I can get some more context as well. So he asked, how can I get my lady back in the game after the first O? Can't touch her boobs, nips, vag, no thighs, nothing. So basically about the sensitivity of a person, which I went ahead and since I forgot about him, I responded and to him, but I figured that a lot of guys could benefit or people could learn something new if they don't. But basically it's right in front of your face. The answer is right in front of your face and it's that your wife or partner, spouse, whatever, is too sensitive to be touched and doesn't fucking want you to. So if she doesn't like it, if she's not enjoying it, then you're not going in for round two and she's going to probably slap you away, move away, or say, please fucking stop. I guess we could compare it to a man having his dick sucked and then after he comes, her staying on his dick. Some men are like, oh, I love that it kills me. Some guys like my husband are like, no, do not get off. Can't like, can't stand it. Crawling out of their skin. So it's just a sensitivity issue and it doesn't mean that you can't have round two, but also got to be on the same playing field. You know, she's got to be down, must be consensual here, but there's ways that you can begin the foreplay for round two or segue or transition without having physical touch. Like it's a great time to be intimate, gazing longingly, gaze longingly into one another's eyes, make out, There's different erogenous zones and one might not be as sensitive as the other at that point in time. And again, time is your best friend. So with every passing second minute, you're cooling off. Now, if you're going right back in, she's not allowing that cool off period. And maybe some women are like, Jordan, please stop. I don't, I shut the fuck up. I just want to chill. I am not wanting him to go for round two. Do not give him any ideas. And I, and you know, it doesn't have to be every time, but sometimes why not? If you got time, the kids aren't around, you're really enjoying one another's company, then go get you some more. There's health benefits. Okay. There's so many benefits. I'm going to need my husband to listen to this episode. We need to somehow, I need to get my husband force him to listen to this. I'm going to just put it in earbuds while he's sleeping and he'll wake up to my my lovely voice. He'll probably just be able to tune it right out or it'll turn into a dream somehow, something. But yes, he is fully supportive, very supportive of the podcast, but he does not listen. And you know, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's bittersweet. It's bittersweet because there's the times that I'm like, oh gosh, I wish he would have listened to that. I've been like a little mini lesson, but I'm his wife. Okay. I'm his wife. And then also there's the part that's like, you know, filthy saying prior sexual experiences. And I think he thought the podcast was going to be me sharing a lot of previous experiences. And in the beginning, the podcast, I think that's what I was going to do. Like that was my intention. But then I was like, I'm going to run out of content or I'm going to get to parts where I don't really want to share. I wasn't being paid at the time yet. So I wasn't making any money doing it. And I'm like, I'm not exploiting myself for free here. So until then we're going to exploit others. And it actually became a really big hit. These listener questions, picking topics and diving deep and just the little community we've created has been fucking awesome. Also, half of me is convinced he listens to them and doesn't tell me. But I don't know. That's probably in my head. That's like the narcissism in my head. You know, that's not not real. Honest to God, truth is that I know he's just scared. He's just scared. He's supporting me from afar. Like, you go a little birdie that terrifies me. You go. So God bless him. Circling back home, land the plane. 
to the person who asked about his wife needing to chill out after her orgasm. Let her fucking chill out and find another way, okay? There's a highway, there's a back road somewhere. Also, before we move on to question number two, I will say something about eating out because now I have to say it because I've been asked questions of this variation around eating out. Like, oh, I dated women who loved me eating them out and I was just, you know, the shit, the pussy eating master. And then my wife now, like, she likes it, but she just doesn't want it that often. Like, what does this mean? Am I bad? Is it not for her? Am I not doing it right? Well, you know, I think it could be a plethora of things, but really, honestly, if she enjoys it and likes it when she's getting it, great, good sign. If you're getting her off, great sign. Women, we're all adults here. I would hope that you're not just affirming what doesn't work. So I know you don't want to hurt his feelings. You want to, you know, you love him. You love him. But constructive criticism, there's nothing wrong with it. Now, for guys who are like, no, I know that I definitely do a good job at this. So why is my now wife or now girlfriend, partner, not obsessed with it? And just personal preference. Maybe maybe she's self-conscious about it down there, truly. Maybe she has a big insecurity of sorts. Maybe she. some girls literally get an ick about it. I do not relate to them. When I was younger, I did. And it was out of just being like not comfortable in my sexuality. And when, once I became that, it's like I tape my legs apart and leave them there and I'm a pussy platter. So I think it's just coming into your own and can also be personal pref, personal pref. And the, I would say that it doesn't hurt to ask because every woman's anatomy is can be different. So ask, fucking ask her. And also if you're going to ask, accept her fucking answer. Okay, accept your fucking answer. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, for real, moving on, question number two. Hello from woman, 25 years old. I've been with my boyfriend, 28, for almost a year. I was a late bloomer, and this is really the first time in a relationship where I've been communicating and exploratory with sex. I have a really hard time coming, but he has been very understanding of using the vibrator every time we have sex so that I can finish. Girl, I've talked about this. Okay. He always makes sure I finish, but it still takes me quite a long time, like up to an hour or more. I'm always horny. It's just hard for me to get there. He, on the other hand, finishes pretty quickly when we start doing penetration. We do lots of foreplay. He'll eat me out for like 25, 30 minutes, and this never seems to bother him. But he got drunk on the weekend and made a joke saying that it takes six minutes to finish and I take three hours. And it's mismatched and he feel he's underappreciated for it. I always comment on how I enjoy our sex life. I don't know how to make myself come faster or without the vibrator. I know how to make myself come on my own just fine with and without the vibrator. Ooh, but it's not translating. Do you have any advice for the situation? What are your thoughts? Wow, spectacular question. And I think I could rock change your life for the better. Wow. So glad you asked. I'm like, well, I might actually have a real answer for someone. Okay. So for the people that know the freaky fam OGs, you probably are screaming, don't use the vibrator every time. We know Jordan, you've taught us. So first you need, you're going to have a withdrawal period. We're going to need to wean you off of good old vibe sister. Okay. Because she is 100% fucking your life up. She's fucking your clit up and you don't even know it. You think you love her. It's a trauma bond. Okay. It's a trauma bond. It's a love hate. Put her away for a little bit. Okay. Bring her back out in a dark time or JK. I won't make you depressed. Bring her out when you've trained your pussy and it can be a beautiful icing addition, icing on the cupcake instead of needing to be the whole fucking cupcake. So, and him be the icing. You want the vibrator to be the icing, the sweet addition, not like what you need to send you over the edge because 
This could become a reoccurring theme in your sex life or with different partners. I wish I could talk to you because I want to know about your previous relationships and your relationship with your vibrator, but let's just go over the things that came to mind for me. So you did say you know how to make yourself come on your own just fine with and without it. So if I were you, I would show him that. I would literally have a sexual experience with your boyfriend where you are masturbate, mutual masturbation and you are doing what you do without the vibrator. Now, watch him feel really shitty after. <laughs> He's like, Jesus Christ, that took 60 seconds flat. So with that revelation, that might need to be plan B, okay? Plan B. So plan B is going to be the quick solution where you're going to show him. And I'm hoping that this doesn't just make him feel defeated, but also is very inspiring. And maybe he'll get angry or something. This is toxic. And be like, I got to see if I can do that to her. So I'm wishing you the best in that plan B. But I guess first, so we don't make him feel like shit. We better stick to nixing the vibrator beforehand. So by that, I would cut out masturbating. I know this is if you're going to help to sacrifice a little if you want to get it right. Like men who are having issues with desiring sex, if they're masturbating all the time or they're only watching porn, problems can arise, right? For some people, then they're like, I need porn to get off and I prefer porn over my spouse. They're fucking it up. Like you have to make the sacrifices and adjust and course correct as needed if you want a rewarding, fulfilling sex life where someone isn't doesn't have an ever-expanding resentment growing because it will happen, and I know from experience. So whatever your habits may be, anything that you see that you could adjust to maybe improve the situation, I would do. And then I would also, this is like so much to do. And on top of that, don't fuck yourself in the head. So I know that's hard. Have a glass of wine, take a Xanax. So I have no coping skills to give you. I'm sorry, but try to relax. Smokable. <laughs> Try to relax and not get in your head that you have to come. But I feel like if you can do it by yourself really quick without a vibrator, then maybe it is something that's like a mental block. I would love to have some follow-up questions with you. Totally feel free to submit back in the anonymous forum if you would like to remain anonymous. If this was something that was happening in any prior relationships or if it's just this one, do you think it is a him issue? From your question, it sounds like you're really happy with it and it does sound like a you issue. So let me know how it goes. I really hope to hear good things. Minimize the vibrator use. I would go cold turkey if I were you. I would literally stop using it and incorporating it, even if it meant that you didn't get off sometimes. And I would communicate your plan, like communicate to him that it has not that it has nothing to do with him if it doesn't, especially. But tell him that it's like you want to fix this issue and that you think like there's proof that vibrators can fuck up your nerve endings in your clit, and you can get dependent on that for coming. And if you're always incorporating that with a partner, it is just, it's going to be your go-to. We need to stop that from being your go-to, especially because it does seem like he has an issue with it and it is making him feel a, a wee bit resentful or inferior. So at the most, if you're like, well, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it where I come as quick as I do masturbating with him because none of us fucking can't, okay? Every woman can do it just faster. It's just we know our body. I don't know. I don't I can't give you an answer. I'm sure Google can. What will without a shadow of a doubt improve the situation is communicating that it has nothing to do with him and that you want to find some solution, bring some aid to the situation. You'll be surprised at how far willingness will go for you. And just having a partner who acknowledges your willingness and willingness without any action, like saying you're going to work on something and then you don't, that will be exposed very quickly. So you got to do some shit about it. 
Okay, we're about to move on to our third and last question. Before we do, do you ever wonder how I give such fan-fucking-tabulous <laughs> advice and why there's such great topics discussed on this awesome podcast? Because we really, we cover a plethora of things. I will tell you where I get a lot of my knowledge from and a lot of continual education and insight. And I'm obsessed and selfishly, I want to keep it all to my fucking self, but I can't, I can't because they love us and support the show. Beducated.com is the coolest website in the whole wide world. I vouch for it. I stand by it. I believe in it. I'm obsessed with it. Beducated.com is essentially the Netflix of sexual wellness. So it's an online course platform where you can you have access to hundreds of courses all taught by experts, legit real knowledge, real shit, real perspective. And you're not just getting these lessons taught to you. You're being shown. There is tutorials. There's points like it is so much more than I can encompass, like articulate into words. For example, there's the art of getting naked. There's strip tease. There's mastering the blowjob. There is tantric penis massage. There is deepening intimacy, roadmaps to intimacy. There are so many subjects, subjects that aren't getting enough attention, awareness, and knowledge being spread about them. A side note. And the best part is every week there's new courses. So you never get bored. Bored and beducated, that word doesn't even, they don't even exist in the same fucking world, okay? If you're wanting to level up your love life, beducated.com is right up your alley. This is exactly the kind of shit that you're going to want to be doing alone and with your partner. I promise you, it's kind of slightly arousing, honestly. It really is. Educated has a code for the listeners, code Jordan, J-O-R-D-Y-N, that'll give you access to all, yes, all all of the courses one day free, 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 free. And the code will also get you a discount on the yearly pass. So run, go now. I'm going to have this in the episode notes, beducated.com, code Jordan. You will be so glad you did. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, back to questions, everyone. Enough about dick size, by the way. I'm barely above average. Never got a complaint. How about boob size? I'm 70, and through the earlier years, I have enjoyed about four dozen partners. 12 times four is... Why am I doing 12 times four? Oh, because a dozen is 12. 48. Unscientific observation, but it seems to me larger-breasted women enjoy tit play more than smaller breasted women. Nobody get upset. Everybody take a breath. My wife with large boobs has nipple gasms. I've known other big boobed partners to do so as well. All seem to like boob play. On the other hand, all the flat chested, smaller breasted lovers I've enjoyed seemed less interested in being felt up nipples, sucked, pinched, we're going to have grace, ladies. So my question is, is this physical, i.e. fewer nerve endings, etc., so less pleasure? Or is it about being self-conscious about boob size because society... Oh, you have a brain a little bit. Society celebrates most men seem to love big ones. Love the variety, Tom. Tom, I almost came for you, dude. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. But I will say... You kind of redeemed yourself about, you know, society celebrates uh, big boobs, so maybe it's a psychological thing. I could see that. Yeah, I'm sure it is. But the sensitivity, like some women's women's nipples may be sensitive, more sensitive than others, and it has nothing to do with how much fatty tissue is in their breasts. And actually, if you Google, if you just type that in in Google, it is a study has found, I know, I know, just a step, but it is found that larger breasts have less 
sensitivity than smaller breasts because of the amount of fatty tissue and larger ones. So I'm going to just highlight what you were saying about society and praising big-breasted women versus smaller-chested women. And I think that when a woman feels sexually open, confident, and sexy with her partner, you will see that she likes to be licked, sucked, fucked, bit everywhere. So including her smaller breast. I take personal offense to this. Being a previous uh, board committee member of the Itty Bitty Titty Committee, I do have implants now which they look very natural and I just outed myself because people really think they're real all the time. I'm convinced it is because I breastfed with them. So I think gravity, you know, just kind of pulls them down so they look natural. Yeah, side note. So no, 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 where size is like scientifically correlating to how sensitive a woman's boobs are. Now, someone liking boob play, now like for instance, if you have an A cup or B cup or you don't have big enough boobs to titty fuck, for, I, I just have to put this out there. I personally think, and I think like some guys probably agree. I don't know. Maybe not. Don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But like doing the titty fucking thing and it's got to be really your hand, like your hands really, the, the overpassing bridge and the dick isn't really just in between the boobs, just the boobs, like just tit, it is how it comes naturally happening if she can't do that, why would she want to do that? I didn't want to fucking do that. I still don't want to do that. I feel like my bigs, my boot, my bigs, my boobs still aren't big enough. I feel like a fucking idiot. I feel like it doesn't look like it looks in porn. And so I failed. Okay. And so maybe that's my problem that I need to go to a therapist about. But yeah, I'm just going to speak for the women that don't have double D's that can suffocate the dick on its own and it be like its own little vagina of sorts titty fucking and not and I have to incorporate it with my hands then it doesn't seem as exciting or fun so I could see how larger breasted women would be much more enthusiastic because they have great tools to work with okay they have the tools they can provide the pleasure so think of a position that say there is a woman with a gigantic, gigantic ass and a man with a little bitty weenie and they're doing doggy position and he is like not able to get it in. Like he's not even getting it in between her butt all the way. He cannot work this way. He, he doesn't have the tool to operate this way. He probably doesn't feel like a rock star back there. He probably doesn't feel like he's taking her to pound town. So I think that maybe the smaller breasted women are like, can we focus on something that really matters? That's really going to impress the crowd because I know what I have and what I don't have. Now it's a much appreciated when a man is worshiping our body because we don't have to have large breasts to have a fucking goddess body and we're not everyone's type. So that is why confidence is key. Loving yourself and knowing you you can be the juiciest peach and there's going to be someone who doesn't like peaches. So just love your badass bitch self because there's only one of you. And I don't know how answering Tom's question got into a motivational speech for women who feel inferior because of their boob size, but I know it is a real thing because why do you think I got implants? Because I didn't want to have small boobs. I wanted bigger boobs. I thought it'd make me feel more feminine that I, I would feel, and I love them. Like I wouldn't go back. I, I'm keeping them. If anything, I want like maybe a cup size bigger, but it's because I want to have the boob sex. <laughs> I'll say I got to agree with Tom. It, it It's a society thing. So Okay, question. I was a little triggered there at first, but I answered you. Totally does not have to do with that she does it doesn't feel good to her because it does feel fucking good to her. So do it anyways. And yeah, maybe she feels insecure because she's like, I don't have much for him to suck on. Love it. Eat it up. Then she's got to work on herself and being like, I actually enjoy this and need to let loose and feel it. <laughs> Oh! <laughs> 
booty work, booty work, booty, booty, booty work. Left cheek, right cheek. Okay, all things booties. That was really annoying. I apologize. So let's get mature, okay? Adult conversation about anal sex. I polled y'all, the freaky fam, on my Instagram at underscore the horny housewife podcast. Go add me. <laughs> and I asked y'all um, about anal sex. Do you like it? And 43% of you said you did, 19% of you said no, and 38% of you said occasionally, occasionally. And I'm going to let you know where I fall on that poll. I selected occasionally. So I am not, I mean, I do enjoy it, but I don't want to do it every fucking time. Then I asked you, what are some things that give you anxiety about anal sex? Like what's your biggest concern, your biggest hang up with it? Most of y'all, most of y'all talked about your shit, like not wanting to shit on him or not. And men saying they don't want shit on their dick. And some people saying they're afraid they're going to pass gas when he pulls out or it's too big or he doesn't want to cause her pain because it's too big. Y'all were just most of them were pain and poop. The two peas. Let's just tackle the poop one beforehand and just get it out of the way. Okay, so here's the way you have to think about it. If you're going into butt play, if you are going to play with the butt, the exit, it was made to be the exit, okay? Poop's in the butt. It's in the butt. So it's what comes with the territory. So I will tell you, as a woman who takes pride in leaving some mystery around going to the bathroom, passing gas, etc., that I think it's just ideal. I don't use enemas. I don't, you know why? One time I was like, oh, I'm going to get an enema and then I'll be really clean and perfect and I'll just feel great about it instead of having that little tinge of anxiety. And then I read like stories on the internet where people said that made them shit all over their partner. Uh, and so I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to risk it. I'm going to do what I normally do. And it's without fail worked for me. And that is just emptying your bowel, bowels two to three to four hours beforehand. And also knowing that I have a partner who literally has been like, I know that that comes with the territory. And I know that there can be times like when you're being really freaky and gross. And if you're ever like, he's, fucking you in the butt and then goes down on you you're like oh you can smell that more it's again just comes with comes with a territory but you can do your best to you know always have baby wipes or summer's eve wipes on hand i'm a really like no fragrance on there or like weird ingredients i want to keep it clean and natural and from the earth so just a wet wipe anything clean you up wash you, get in the bath for a second, whatever, and make sure you're going to the bathroom and you're fucking fine. But girls, if you are like really nervous, just know that if the guy, especially if he's really pushing this and excited and really wants to, he knows what comes with the territory. Now, as far as pain, okay, so you are worried he's going to tear you, rip you. There are ways to, if, especially if you're a beginner in this and you have it too stretch like to warm it up I always suggest fingers and working your way up they also like sell toys and butt plugs and all kinds of things to work on it and girls you don't have to worry people were like I watched porn and she had a gaping asshole like don't worry about that you are not going to be getting rammed in the asshole like that on that consistent basis your, your butthole is fine I, I believe in you I believe in you now, I mean, I can't say I know for sure I'm not anal princess. If you know, you know. But I don't, I think we're in the clear. I think that if this is something we're on the occasionally to-do list, and even if you were like a regular every so weeks, I still think you're fucking in the clear. Now, to the men that are really, really well endowed, I feel so much worse for your partner and for for you a little bit because just you're probably get denied way more often than that. And if that is the circumstance and it's just a no-go, but she's willing, there's things, so many things you could try from anal beads to fingering. There's so many things you can do. If it's just a no-go and it is 
excruciating and she does not see a light at the end of this tunnel forever being enjoyable, then you might just have to fuck off about the topic. And that is the unfortunate answer I don't want to give you that I have to give you the truth. I try to take it like, uh, say your wife was like, you know what? I have always wanted to fuck you with a strap on. It's just like on my bucket list. It'll turn me on so much. And you draw the line in the sand. You're like, I'm, that's not happening. She's just going to have to accept that. So let's not make it a bigger deal than it has to be. Now, I do think there's a lot of y'all that are going to fall under the spectrum of, yes, it's something that's painful for her. For me, I'm raising my hand, me, and you just have to warm up and get ready and it will turn into something more pleasurable than you even thought actually. So women being open-minded to not going about it in a way you have before and seeing how you can have a lot of pleasure in this experience. And it's not just about him getting in your ass because you know what'll make it go even faster and you can get it over with is him seeing you be really turned on and enjoying it. So with all that, know that lube is your best friend. There are also products. I always talk about the Foria suppositories. They have CBD in them. They're made for either front door or back door use, front for the cramps. It's going to be a little numbing but it's not like a lidocaine numb. So you're not numbing your partner because sometimes lidocaine can numb you both. And so it's taking, it's now it's going to take them longer. And I always think like, I want this to be fun and enjoyable, but I, I don't want it to go on a long, long time. Cause then it's not enjoyable. It gets really painful for me. So I think there's that sweet spot of time. And as long as you're feeling pleasure, but like if I, once I come, like that through anal, I am done. Like I can't take it anymore. It's not going to work. You had your chance. You either come with me or not at all. Okay. So let's give a little instructions for the men on how they can warm up their partner's asshole. Okay. So for the girls wanting to try this, if y'all are already liking the finger play, then you know, you're steps ahead. And you don't need this play-by-play. But for the people that this is new or women that are like, I'm just getting into this, let your man do the star stroke, do the anal circling, do the gentle pressure. Okay, they were pretty clear. Circle and star. You know your shapes. We went to kindergarten. And start with one finger and then work your way to two. So you're not just going to go and bloop, you know, just like think, would you want us to go up and bloop? Maybe, maybe not. So a little pressy, a little warm up, even I encourage a little licky, licky on your part. Okay. If you're going to go all the way with him, ladies, and let him fuck you on the butt, let him fucking eat your ass. Okay. You will enjoy it. You will, maybe you won't, but I'm hoping you will. I'm really hoping you will. That could be just the recipe, just the thing you need to relax. And then when, ooh, then he can, I'm like, it says no double dipping. That's one thing you're supposed to teach is like no double dipping and sharing the germs. I'm like, then send him straight up and lick your pussy. I know that's bad for germs. That's bad for germs. Uh, You don't want to get a UTI, yeast infection. I know some women are like gasping right now. Like, are you really telling him to go? That's like wiping backwards. Yeah, yeah, I guess it is. So I'm going to backpedal on that whole thing. We don't want to, you know, double dip. I don't want anyone to message me and say they're fucking heavy yeast infection. Let's just stick with he was eating you out on the top. And while he's eating you out and you're relaxing, he could be getting that finger up in there in your brown starfish, in your asshole. And apply the pressure. Men don't have fucking long fingernails. I don't expect you to. But trim it, trim it. And go for it. And then, ladies, some of y'all are going to be begging for a second, begging for a third. Some of you won't be, but I think that if done properly and slow, it could be a very, very pleasurable experience. And I know some of you are like, yeah, bitch, that's his fingers, not his fucking cock that he's about to destroy me with. This is true. This is true because I've been there. I've been in the situation where you're like, ouch, this feels different. And I do know that it's just getting over a certain 
like the sphincter hole. I don't know this the word, but there's just this insert area that's the very painful part. And once you can get past that, breath work, ladies, breath work. It's when it turns into a very pleasurable experience. And like I've said from personal experience, I'm very pro missionary position for it to be chef's gifts pleasure. That's the only way I'm going to have an orgasm or I have thus far with anal sex being on the bottom because I'm able to stimulate the top without even my hands, like just thrusting upwards. I have like one leg down, one leg up kind of thing or to the side crunched. And it's a team effort of sorts. It's actually very bonding because it's like, oh my God, I feel like I'm about to die right now. And then I'm not dying now. I feel great and it's wonderful. And he's being gentle, like a man being gentle and waiting for you to get the motion of the ocean, to breathe. Breath work is your best friend, truly relaxing your muscles. I just felt all of my muscles relax as I did that. And then getting, giving the green light or working together to build up, to be able to start fucking like that. And you don't have to go the whole enchilada. Okay. Don't be greedy men, especially if this is something you're working on and working on expanding her asshole of sorts. That sounds disgusting, but it's, it is what it is. Don't be greedy. Practice makes perfect. She will get there. Okay. Honor her willingness. And I swear to God, if these men ever deny their woman from wanting to find their G-spot, I am going to come and fucking slap you if I could. I'm not. I'm just kidding. For legal reasons, that was a joke. I will say that that position experience for me is personal preference and that you can experiment with positions because some girls swear by being on top and that is their favorite best way and he has access to the front there is something that could really work for you that didn't so much work for me or that maybe fucking I need to try. But yeah, I encourage you to experiment. There's doggy style. There is leapfrog. So that's kind of like you're on your side, essentially, with a fancy name. Cowgirl on top, reverse cowgirl. Ooh, think about reverse cowgirl with a leg up. I'm always like pro the humpy, like you need something to hump while you're doing it so that your click gets rubbed. Hmm. Is that concerning or is that normal? I am not sure, but I'm sure so many of y'all can relate. That's why we call y'all the freaky fam. So as far as penetration goes, just tying that into a little bundle of information, I would say when it comes to penetration, the receiver should be the person who initiates who like starts the the going and I am oh my gosh I am like don't you fucking move until I move like stay right there because that is the initial hump that you have to get over so lots of lube communication I would definitely start in a position where the receiver feels in the most control because then you feel a way out doggy and you have him inserting it into you is does is not it's a way to stay closed off in my opinion it's difficult it's difficult for me so if anyone else i'm sure there's people that feel differently and that's great for them i'm jealous truly but maybe that's why i've never shit on a person maybe i don't know just throwing that out there Also, let's talk about the end, something that I think people forget to, like we forget to mention or I forget to mention when discussing anal sex. And I think it's a thing, right? We all, how do you end? And you're like, what do you mean? How do you fucking end? You take the dick out and go. I think that it's very important to go very, very slow. And from what I've learned and gathered, it seems that the consensus is that moving, and I quote the expert, glacially slow. I don't even know what that means. For the person who wrote in saying that their anxiety was farting or passing gas at the exit, moving too fast, like escaping, like going out, that's when you're going to get that gust of air and where the air is located is in your asshole. So the chances of it smelling like an asshole are very, very high. So food for thought, you know, the slower, 
the better. I always go with the let it disappear method. Like when you're having sex, even vaginal sex to let the erection disappear inside you. It actually is a great way to deepen intimacy now that we're getting a little softer and sweeter and ending the episode. But truly, it is a cool thing. Try it. If you're always just whipping it out of her like a heartless fuck, maybe you should try letting your erection disappear inside of her. And I also in her asshole so that you avoid a mess. That is why. So now it really is y'all's fault if there's a mess because you went too fucking fast. There was this girl who messaged me on the IG. She was really super cool. She said something. I don't even know if I responded to this. I have to go check now about coming in the butt. We let the men just come in our butts if they have sex. Like, is that okay? If it's your husband, why not? Why fucking not? If it's not your husband, you better have a fucking condom on, okay? And then you know, there's, he's going to come in the condom. But if it's your husband, I mean, I am not opposed. And yes, you will have cum shits later, which is kind of gross, kind of empowering. In a way, it's kind of weird. It's a weird, it's a weird feeling. I love you, freaky family. If you're not a part of, if this was your first episode, I hope you are not traumatized. We don't talk about assholes every time. This just happened to be the lovely topic that you chose this Monday. So welcome, welcome. Please subscribe if you're not subscribed. On Spotify, you can now leave a rating. So if you haven't done that, please, please do. It helps me so, so much. On iTunes, leave a review, leave a rating. Again, helps me tell a friend, share it on social media, follow me on social media, on TikTok at The Horny Housewife Podcast, and on Instagram at underscore The Horny Housewife Podcast. Really helps trying to grow this baby really, really big because married people deserve to be having really hot sex because God knows how hard and mundane life can get. So we better fucking do something about it. See you next Monday. Love you. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.